Welcome to The Howler. Your look at the state of Wolfpack athletics. Now here are your hosts, Ethan Berry and Thomas Overton. Welcome back, another week, another edition of The Howler. Ethan Berry and Thomas Overton alongside you once again. And Thomas, I'm not even going to ask you how you're doing because we have so much to talk about. Oh man, I was kind of looking forward to you. I do like the sound Overton. I mean, that's kind of interesting (laughs) now. Yeah. Overton, so I had a pretty good Thanksgiving. Uh, my Cowboys won their third in a row. And uh, Wake Forest High School extending its winning streak to 42 straight games, going for 43 on Friday, so that's pretty fun. There you go. And a lot happened in NC State Athletics. That's right, yeah. Uh, I don't even know where to start, to be honest. I mean, I guess we'll go ahead and, and start with the football game against UNC Chapel Hill. I thought... Um, I thought this was the biggest win, just cutting right to the chase. I thought this was the biggest... Maybe at least the most important win of the last two years. Um, Just because NC State never wins games where they don't play well. Right. And the other team brings their A game. So I I just feel like for NC State to win a game where they didn't play well and really didn't deserve to win and get that win on the road against a team that you've really dominated, it would have been a crushing blow to lose that game. Yeah, I mean, uh, State obviously didn't play well, especially in the first half, only 92 yards of offense. The but weather, the defense did play right, well. Right, the defense played well. The weather in the first half was much worse than the second half. I was there, uh, just brutally cold. And it was, like, somewhat raining in the first half and windy, and it, it got a lot better in the second half. So State, Finley looked a lot better throwing, more comfortable throwing the ball. But, yeah, State didn't play that well the entire game and still pulled it out. Uh, really, really excited for Finley. Finally got that game winning, you know, to tie it up in the fourth quarter and then win in overtime, you know, so. Okay, I don't want to be the Debbie Downer, but yeah. does that really count? I think it counts. I, I mean. You're losing in the, uh, at least the, I think this is the first time in a long time State had a fourth quarter deficit and came back and won, so is what I'm saying. I don't know? think it was a fourth quarter deficit, though. I think it was, did they go into the fourth quarter? I thought they scored early in the fourth quarter. They were, no, it was like six minutes left in the game, so they were losing like. No, no, I thought Chapel Hill scored. Uh, okay, regardless, State came from behind. They were losing in the fourth quarter. How about that? Yeah, yeah, there okay. you go. Um, yeah, I, I I, guess. I mean, I'm not going to hold it against him, but obviously, because you won the game. But, I mean, I thought Reggie Gillespie won the game for you, and Definitely. Jacoby Myers was the reason NC State got back in the game. I thought, I thought his catch on the sideline on second and ten when they was originally ruled incomplete – I thought that changed the game. Right, definitely. I mean, uh, at halftime, I was sitting there, I was like, I wonder if Drinkwitz and Coach Doran are going to continue to go with the run. And then the first possession of the second half, I was like, nope, they're just going to pass the ball the whole second half because they scored a touchdown, just march down the field. But then go back to the run for mostly the remainder of the game, and it turned out to be uh, fairly successful, I thought. And that was really big. Uh, Gillespie, a great game, you know, five touchdowns. Yeah. And he wasn't going to give up right up the middle. Um, yeah, I thought the thing that stood out to me is State, you mentioned the run game in the first half, but State stuck with it. And the same thing happened last year. Because if you remember, Chapel Hill bottled up Naheem Hines in the first half, but State kept going back to it, kept going back to it. Right. And uh, everybody in the fans, you could feel the uneasiness in Carter-Finley Stadium last year. And then in the second half, he broke two big ones. And I thought the same thing happened this year. State finally got going in the second half, and I think that's just – I thought it was really a product of where the two programs were at, you know, I mean, State is just so good physically in the trenches, um, and their players are just built to win games in the fourth quarter, and Chapel Hill is just not. And 
I thought the overtime I thought was just the the NC State possession overtime was just a perfect right. summary of Dave Dorn and Larry Fedora. Yeah. Dave Dorn just running the ball down the throat. No matter the result, they're just going to keep doing it and doing it until it works. And Larry Fedora's team couldn't do anything to stop it. Yeah. So, but I, just going back to the Jacoby Myers catch, um, I don't think I said that already. I don't think State wins the game. Um, if he doesn't make the catch, but I forgot where I was going with that. Never mind. Let's I don't move know. on. <laughs> I was going to talk about the run game. You probably know it. I don't know off the top of my head, but some crazy stat like seven out of the last nine winners in this matchup have oh, yeah. the, the team with the most rush yards won the game. I think it's so more than that. Yeah, it's something crazy. So uh, that's definitely something you have to look at every time you go in to play this game, especially the, what was it, the 2014 game where State ran all over Carolina and then. A couple more, so I think that was a big emphasis, especially with the weather. Whoever's going to run the ball the best, which State did, uh, yeah. was going to win the game. Yeah, I agree. It was just, I mean, there was a lot of people, I think, that you got to the fourth quarter, Chapel Hill went ahead, and you were like, I don't know about this. Because Ryan Finley hadn't let it uh, come right. back in the fourth quarter, and unfortunately it happened. But, um you know, it's a big win, and, and a loss would have been crushing because NC State has dominated Chapel Hill, what, three years in a row now? Just on the field, they've just dominated. Right. And then in recruiting, obviously, NC State is, is doing really well in state. Um, and uh, and really, the difference in recruiting, and Chapel Hill almost always out-recruits NC State. That wasn't necessarily the case last year. But this year, it's been a huge difference, and I think that that – is something that is emphasized. And for State to – if State would have lost that game to a worse team, that really would have crushed a lot of momentum. Yeah. Oh, the Jacoby Myers catch. I, f I felt like it was poetic justice that a ridiculous one-handed catch changed the game after a couple ridiculous one-handed catches changed the Wake Forest game. Okay. So I guess – you get what I'm saying? Like yeah. Wake Forest wins that game because their receivers make two ridiculous catches. Right. But then – NC State probably doesn't win this game. So I tried to forget all about those, so thanks. Yeah, yeah. no problem. No. Uh, so that was the poetic justice. Um, I thought the defense played well. Yeah. Outside of the three possessions in the second half. Right. I was I was very surprised that Carolina didn't run the ball more than they had. I'd watched them a couple games all season, and thought they had they had more success running the ball than throwing the ball. And Cade Fortin, I thought, came out really hot if his receivers could catch the ball you know in the first yeah. quarter is a drop fest so state's rushing defense really stepped it up i mean carolina had 35 rushing attempts for only 150 yards so i thought that was really good they normally go for over 200 a game well isn't that usually their thing is they start running the ball really well and then they just give up on it at some point i, I haven't feel watched like them enough to know that so well i feel like that's been a trend over fedora's tenure which obviously is now over but it always felt like they would get get going in the ground and then all of a sudden they would stop running the ball or they'd get to the red zone and they'd stop running. But I don't know, I'm with you. I haven't I don't really watch enough of their games. Do you think uh do you think Larry Fedora would have saved his job with a win? No. You don't think so? No. When do you think he lost his job? When let's see. Probably he didn't have to beat Virginia Tech. Let's see. Let me pull up the schedule. I'm trying to come up the top of my head. He I, needed I'm to at least win two conference games, I think. He didn't have to beat Virginia Tech. But if he had beaten NC State, that would have been two conference games. Okay. Well, I guess you're right. I don't know. I think I, he needed to win one more and then State, in my opinion. No, just the way they lost to Syracuse, and then I feel like they were ahead against UVA and lost that one. Maybe not. Um, I don't know. So. 
Yeah, I'm with you. I think after the ECU game, I think that was kind of – it was all downhill from there. And then they won the pit game. Yeah. So right after the ECU game, they had a game canceled with the hurricane. Then they come back and beat Pitt, and you're probably looking at like, okay, well, maybe he's, you know, maybe he's going to be all right. And then they laid an egg against Miami. Yep. And then from that point on, I just think it got worse and worse. And I agree with you. I think maybe if he had beaten Duke, maybe he could have right. had some hope going into if the state game. One of, if he had won his last three games, Duke, Western, and State, and gone four and what was that, four and seven, then maybe they give him another chance. Three and eight, even if I don't care who he beats, I don't think three and eight gets the job done. So. Yeah. I, I do think that at some point the big boosters in the Rams club went behind uh, – went somewhere behind Fedora's back probably and looked to see if Mac Brown was available. I think if Mac Brown had said no, I don't think they would have fired him. That's also true. So there's a lot to look at. I just – I don't think – they're obviously not satisfied with two and nine. Um, you know, it's, it's just the way he's gone backwards, you know. He started off, you know, what was it? seven wins or eight wins and then eight wins again and ten wins and then it's been like two Gone wins and three hill. wins or something. You can't go yeah. backwards. You can have one rebuilding season but not not two in a row. Yeah. Like at what point do you stop calling them rebuilding seasons and just start calling them that they That's, stink? You yeah, know? yeah. So. Yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, we'll get back to State in a couple minutes, but, I mean, what are they doing with this coaching staff? I have no clue. <laughs> I mean, you bring back Mac Brown, which in and of itself is a bad idea. I mean, he hasn't coached in five years. Nobody else is banging down the door to bring him back. Right. Um, so it's not even like other people have wanted him and he's just said no. I don't. Nobody's wanted him. And then uh, today they hired Greg Robinson, a defensive coordinator, and I had to Google this guy. Right. I don't. Yeah. If you, if I have to Google a guy, I like to think I know a little bit about sports. If I have to Google who a football coach is to be your defensive coordinator, it's probably not a good hire. Uh, and so, yeah, whatever. Good luck with that. He's like 67, hasn't coached in two or three years, and his last job was at San Jose State. And, all right, okay, all the power to you, Mac. Good job. <laughs> but, I mean, in hindsight, shouldn't they have just kept Fedora, honestly? I mean, I, I don't know much about coaching football. I can sit here and talk about it. I don't know much about hiring coaches. So, But, yeah, when you look at – I mean, it seems like, correct me if you think I'm wrong, the trend in college football and also pro football is to have a younger coach, I think. Yeah. That's a little yeah. bit what I'm seeing, you know. Um, and so for you to go hire two gentlemen to be nicely past their prime, yeah, that's very I – don't, I don't understand that. And, and the other coaches are older too. I mean, yeah. the assistant coaches that they've hired, it's just it's, – it's, it's mind-boggling. And um, look, I, I don't know. Maybe he has a plan in place, but – I mean, as an NC State fan, I wanted them to keep Larry Fedora, but now seeing this go down, I'm 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 all I'm good with this too. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I I don't know. I guess we'll see. Maybe he'll prove us wrong. I mean, the idea is that he just stabilizes the program, right? And then four or five years, rebuild some recruiting relationships, and then in four or five years, you hire somebody else. But I don't know, man. I just think over there, they're always going to get some recruits. I just think you got to be able to coach, right? If you can. You know who they need is Dave Doran. Do they now? They just need somebody who's going to come in, and you know, just coach. Like we're just gonna we're just gonna play football. We're gonna we're gonna be big and tough, and we're gonna run the ball. Yeah. Like they 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 try to make these flashy hires and and stuff like that, and 
it, it just doesn't make sense. Like, they just need somebody who's going to come in and coach football. Their players are going to be good enough. There's no excuse for them not to win the Coastal Division, especially with Miami and Virginia Tech being bad. There's no excuse. Yeah. Because they can sleepwalk to a top 25 recruiting class. Right? Like, UNC has so many more built-in advantages than NC State. Mostly because of the basketball team. Right. But still, yeah, right? I think UNC has a, a great advantage. Just just being known nationally, like, oh, I'm going to go play for UNC. Like, right. that just appeals to everyone off the bat. Just because, They, you they know, have a much better chance at recruiting kids outside of the state of North Carolina than NC State does. Right. And If ESPN keeps calling NC State North Carolina, so if they don't even know what NC State is. So. Right. And, and, and North they can go into Florida and pull out a four-star recruit who has offers from Florida, Florida State, and Miami. Right. NC State can't do that. No. They just can't. Um, and they have a lot of advantage, a lot of advantages in-state as well. And I just, I mean, I, I read quotes from some of their kids that are committed to go play there next year, and it's like, Every single one of them was like, yeah, my mom and dad told me. My mom told me. My dad told me about Mac Brown. And it's like, what are you doing? Like, why is your mom and dad telling you about Mac Brown? That is not a good sign if you're Chapel Hill. I mean, I barely remember Mac Brown, and I'm 22. Yeah, I don't remember. I'm 20, so. I, I mean, I know I mean, who he is, obviously. I don't, yeah, I don't remember him. I vaguely, vaguely remember Vince, the Vince Young game at Texas. That's it. Right. I don't remember anything after that. Actually, I remember they made that national championship game against Alabama. But other than that, I mean, you got kicked out of Texas for not winning. Right. Good luck yeah. anywhere else. So, I don't know. That's our, our Chapel Hill tangent. I think it's a terrible hire. We'll see how it goes, I guess. There was just so many better options. How many games do you think he has to win next season to prove himself? I, I don't think he proves himself in no. one year. But, I mean... Wouldn't five wins be a success? I think after, what, five combined? I mean, they have to play Clemson next Two year, years. so that's new for them. Right. Uh, so I, I, I have to look at the schedule, but I don't think they're going to come to Raleigh and win. I don't think they're going to beat Clemson. So that's two losses right there. Then they play – I'm pretty sure they play App State too. That's going to be tough. Well, what they they don't have to play East Carolina, so they got that going Yeah, for there you go. <laughs> I th they play a non-conference game against Wake Forest too, so I – I don't know. I mean, I'd say if they make a bowl, it'd be a really good season for them. Right. But I don't know. I guess we'll see. We'll move on to uh, NC State basketball now. Uh, NC State dominated the game against Wisconsin. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. NC State was a much better team than Wisconsin. And uh, in my completely unbiased view, the refs – the refs cost NC State the game. Yeah, if you if you didn't even watch the game, you're going to go to the box score and see 24 fouls for State and only 12 to Wisconsin. I mean, any time it's half the fouls, like, that, that's not good. That's, I think yeah. you got to be somewhere, like, depending on – if there's 24 called, you need to be somewhere within five or six 18, at the most. 20, something yeah. like that. Within five or – plus or minus five or six for me to go, okay, maybe. But 24 to 12, like, even without watching the game, that that's just not good. Yeah. And there were the four. Well, I can I keep hearing. I don't know if it was mixed, four or five. Mixed, re mixed reviews on either four or five charges uh, by Wisconsin guard Brad Davison. So, regardless, right, with no I blocks. Mean, Fifty. Yeah, that's the crazy part to me. Is if you call three or four blocks on him, that's one thing. Right. Five charges and no blocks. That is just absurd. Right. And that one at the end of the game was awful. The one against Torn Dorn in the lane was awful. He like he's not even close to being set. I thought there was one of them. I thought Devin Daniels used his arm to push off. Right. Which is more of an offensive foul than a charge. 
but whatever. I, I didn't really have a problem with that one. And I don't think I necessarily had an issue with any of the calls in a singular event, but as a whole, right. five fouls. you got to be kidding me. Like, that's just... I, I don't even. NC State didn't have a chance to win the game. I know they were up by 12 in the second half. Didn't have a chance. Yeah, they didn't make it to the charity stripe nearly enough as they needed to. I think like just some. CJ Bryce shot six free throws, and there was only two for the entire rest rest of the team. Yeah, State shot what eight free throws and 20, 20 for Wisconsin. So didn't no get how into many the bonus. Yeah. You want to be able to in the at the end of the game. You know, we saw it at Chapel Hill where State was up in overtime last year. You want to get to the foul line and just give yourself a chance at some free points, you know? Didn't get into the bonus in either half. Right. The Wisconsin didn't have a foul called on them in the last 10 minutes. Yeah. Or one foul in the last 10 minutes. And State it, kept going to the basket. It was Did just, you see that? It, yeah. It it's was not a, like they were just standing outside by Kevin They weren't just taking – how many threes were taken? State only shot – well, they shot 18, so I 18, didn't say only, but – But, I mean, 18 threes, that's not that many. Right. In this day and age. So, how many did Wisconsin shoot? It had to be 20 21. 21. So, they shot more threes and had over twice as many free throws. That, I mean, yeah. that's just... So, I mean, there's definitely positives to take away. I just think, in the grand scheme of things, it's not really going to be a big deal. Because NC State's going to be fine. They're going to win plenty of games. Right. To be honest, I don't even know that this is going to go down as a quality win. Right. You know, and they're doing the tournament selection in March, and they have like two or three quality quality wins, two or three bad losses. Right. And this is more likely to be a bad loss than it would have been a quality win because I don't think they're very good. I mean, I've only watched them the one time, and there's a long way to go to March, but I definitely see what you're saying. Like, State has so many more chances just playing in the best conference in America to get quality wins. Like, you look at this one, like, okay, it's yeah. November, your first game on the road. No, I'm just saying, I don't think Wisconsin was a very good team. Right, I get what you're I've only watched them once as well, but I was – I've. I don't know. That's if that's the if that is truly the twenty second ranked team in the country, then NC State's probably top fifteen. I'd say. Okay. I mean, I see what you're saying, but I, that's I'm just saying they're not the twenty second best right. team. Right. I got so, that. I don't know. I mean, if you're state, you have to be encouraged with that performance on the road, uh, in a tough environment. Obviously, it's a tough environment. I wonder why. You know. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, I, I just thought NC State played really well. They deserved to win. Wisconsin didn't deserve to win. But, um, you know, I guess. I don't know. Where does that one go down for you in all time where you just feel like the refs cost NC State the game? It's got to be up there, right? Yeah, I mean, we obviously both are going to agree on number one. Uh, I think it was the 2012 ACC semifinal game. Yeah. I think. See, but that was just one call. Yeah, maybe. That's just the one that sticks out the most. No, I agree. This this was the entire game at halftime. Right. I was I was I made a joke completely sarcastically, and I was like, I love how unbiased these refs are because they were terrible in the first half. Right. The whole game they were awful, and it was completely one sided. All right. So now that we've talked about Chapel Hill and complained about the refs, we should talk about NC State some. All right. Um. Bowl game, or do we have anything else on basketball? I liked the way that. I didn't really watch the Mercer game, just some highlights and read some yeah, stuff. Yeah, I didn't just watch like, the game either. You know, the first time that it was even close, well, they weren't going to blow it to, you know, Mercer is a normally plays in the tournament. They beat Duke and yeah. PNC, and you knew you were probably going to win it by 50 like some of the other games. And so just to get a win, okay, it's about time they had one that wasn't close. 
And then I, I said this, and I don't know if I was trying to calm myself down from after the loss Tuesday or if it's actually true, but I think Godfrey's teams go to Wisconsin and probably lose by, what, 15 or 20? No, NC State did get beat by Wisconsin by yeah. literally like 41 times. So I can't remember. I think it might have been Sydney Lowe. You just, I just really like the way Kevin Keats has him playing. You know, I, yeah. I'm – if it's like Coach, I agree with Coach K. He said, a, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago or whenever it was, he'd rather have a two-star recruit with a five-star attitude and work ethic than the other way around. That's not how he recruits, but I know. But <laughs> yeah. he gets to have yeah, the five stars and yells at him enough that they hopefully give him a five-star uh, work ethic. So, but I think State plays obviously with a five-star work ethic every game. Yeah, they go out there and they're going to hustle their butts off even if they're losing. So the thing that stood out to me is NC State responds when they get punched in the face. Right, and. It stood out to me last year, and it was again every time Wisconsin would get it back, would get within two or three, State would respond with two or three baskets. Right. And that was the same thing last year, and I think that's a great attribute to have because it pretty much means you're never going to get blown out. Obviously, that's not completely true, but uh, you know that's not something a lot of NC States do when a lot of NC State teams do. So, you know, being able to respond when you get punched in the mouth like that—that's a really, really good attribute to have. And it's on the coach. It, it really is because that's not something that NC State did before he got here. Right. So um, that, to me, was the most encouraging thing. Yeah. And, it, and it happened last year, too. So um, Even with even with the whole way the game went, to me, State, if he, I think two of these three plays, if they happen, State wins the game. Braxton Beverly's three-point shot with, like, three minutes to go when State was, what, up one. Uh, yeah, I agree. The, kick, the, the offensive rebound kick out. And then the wide open layup for Wisconsin with what a minute and ten seconds to go, where State was trying to press and left somebody wide open down the court. Was that right? That was right after State's got an easy bucket. Right. Yeah. So I, okay. Yeah. So I that or that. Braxton's uh, free throw jumper. jumper. One of the. Yeah. I think maybe just one of those three gets it done for State. So if you can be that close in every game, especially in road games, I think you're going to do really. Some well. of those. Sometimes those calls will sometimes those bounces will go your way right and i mean i know i said we were done talking about the refs but if the foul differential isn't so absurd then none of those plays matter right so um yeah i think we can agree it was an encouraging effort the refs cost the game um you know they're supposed to allow physical play clearly they only allowed on one side of the court but um we go with basketball now? I mean, Braxton shaved his beard, so I don't think he's yeah. going to be missing many more jumpers. Yeah. We'll see if that actually happens. That would be funny if it yeah. does. So. It was superstitious. What's yep. the quote from the office? I'm not a little stitious. Um, or I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so the bowl game sounds like uh, NC State. Joe Giglio from the News and Observer is the yep. big, uh, big bowl guy yep. in these parts. And um, so he's saying – that if Oklahoma makes the playoff, right. Texas will go to the Sugar Bowl, right. West Virginia goes to the Alamo Bowl, yep. and Iowa State goes to the Camping World Bowl, in which case the Camping World Bowl would take NC State. Yes. On the flip side, if Oklahoma doesn't make the playoff, they go to the Sugar Bowl, Texas goes to the Alamo Bowl, and West Virginia goes to the Camping World Bowl, in which case they'd want West Virginia and Syracuse. Yes. And if that happens, then NC State goes to the Gator Bowl. Yeah. So With a win Saturday, we'll – with a win yeah. Saturday, which have to throw that if out NC there. State doesn't win on Saturday, they have a lot That's more. That's just not – they just shouldn't go issues. to a bowl game. So no. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of confusing over there on the Big Ten side. You obviously – the Camping World's going to pick first with the ACC teams not named Clemson. 
and they like the appeal of West Virginia-Syracuse match matchup, the old uh, Big East. Uh, if it's not West Virginia, they say insiders say they're going to pick State because they think State's going to sell more tickets than Syracuse, which with the travel differential, I guess that's right. I don't. Really I think know, State so. would sell more tickets than anybody in the conference right yeah. now. I think so. I kind of like the appeal of the Gator Bowl, though, just personally. You know, the only 10-plus win season was at the Gator Bowl. Yeah. Uh, I don't know where the Gator Bowl falls on rank of ooh, how great is this bowl game because they change, I swear, every year. So, I mean, it's in the Tier 1. It's below the Camping World, but it's not. It's the same as the Sun Bowl. You also get uh, an SEC opponent, which, you know, is they're the best for football. ACC's best in basketball, so that's always nice to get a bowl win. I don't think any. the SEC is that good. In, I mean, no, I mean, I mean, I guess you have Alabama and Georgia, but other than that, who? Just his, I'm gonna say more like history. No, history. Yeah, in the I past get that. Couple, in the past couple years, in our lifetime, how about that? I mean, who would you rather face, Texas A&M in the Gator Bowl? Which actually, I heard that if Texas A&M is going to the Gator Bowl, then the Gator Bowl would want Miami. I don't know. And then NC State would get pushed down even further. Yeah, I don't know if the. I'm pretty sure the Gator Bowl can select – Miami will have seven wins. State should have nine. I think they can take – I don't think there's any of that two-win rule. I yeah, think maybe. They can just pick because – but it's You it's might all, be right about it's that. It's so weird. The it Camping is. World Bowl, you can't do the two-win rule. But I don't know about the rest of the Tier 1 Bowls. It's so I confusing. think you're right, though. I think you have to be two – if your two wins better than another team that can't get picked over you. I have no I idea. don't know. It's confusing, but – I mean, it's going to be a good bowl, and it should be a chance for 10 wins. So, right. to me, I mean, the Gator Bowl is probably more prestigious, and state fans probably like it more because of, you know, the win in 03 over Notre Dame. But, and, and I mean, the Gator Bowl probably gives a better opponent, too, honestly. More, right. more beatable opponent. Right. Because I, I think Iowa State would be tough, as would West Virginia, obviously. Very tough. But it, it changes every day, so there's really no way to know. Um, yeah. But it, it'll be resolved on Sunday, so that's that's the good news. Um, so, I mean, what would your ideal bowl matchup be? What do you mean ideal? Just if you could have pick one one bowl, realistically, right. one bowl and one opponent, who would it be? I mean, I kind of I see a little bit of both sides. I like the the Camping World Bowl because you can go as a state fan. Oh, state's the best, second best team in the. In the conference, because they pick second. If someone doesn't do the research, then they're going to agree with you. But also, you're going to play a, a probably a Big 12 offense, and State's passing defense has not been stellar this year. Well, not necessarily. Because no. Well, I mean, yeah, necessarily, but Texas and Iowa State aren't that type of Big 12 team. Right, but West Virginia definitely is. If somehow they put yeah. State and West Virginia in the Camping World Bowl. Um, but then also the Gator Bowl, it's a shorter drive for us, so yeah, by about four Three, more hours, yeah. so. Um, and then you get to play the SEC team. I don't think they're going to put South Carolina there. I think it'll be LSU. I, LSU should be going to the Sugar Bowl. The Sugar Bowl, okay. Because they're in the top more 12. Team than, I guess Texas A&M. Yeah. So Jimbo Fisher. That would be interesting. I, I don't know. Maybe Mississippi State would be in the mix too. I'm not sure. So So you would say Gator Bowl against Texas A&M probably. Texas A&M. That'd be a really big win if State could pull it out. I think. I I I'd go Camping World over Iowa State. I think Iowa State is not as good, and State should have better athletes. Okay. Ooh, excuse me. And they don't have that big passing offense. Right. So I think that would help. And and I think last year State got the short end of the stick, to put it nicely. Yeah. Having to go to the Sun Bowl. Yeah. After NC State beat Louisville, had a better conference record. Um, 
and Louisville got picked ahead of NC State in the bowl process. Right. So I do feel like poetic justice, because the theme of the show has been poetic justice, poetic justice would be NC State getting picked over Syracuse. Right. So, you know, I mean, that would, for me, that's just um, personal reasons, I guess, but maybe some people agree with me. Uh, to me, the most important thing is I don't think there's much of a difference between Camping World. I mean, the Camping World, you're basically like, yeah, we we were the second best team in the ACC, even right. though it's not necessarily true. But um, I I mean, I do think there's something to that. I don't think that's irrelevant. But at the same time, the Gator Bowl, you know, whatever. Uh, so I I would say Camping World against Iowa State, but I mean. To me, the difference is just splitting hairs between the Gator Bowl and the Camping World that I'd just rather have the easier opponent. Right. I already so, agree with that. So. Um, but we'll see. We'll know for sure on uh, Sunday. Yeah, yeah, Sunday evening. So So we'll be able to talk about it uh, next week. Next might week. be our last show of the semester. It's the last week of class, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I don't really do anything during exams. Do you so know? Yeah, so... Um, Must be nice. It is nice. I'm just kidding. I only have one this semester. So. Yeah, yeah. I think I only have one as well. Um, so we can talk about the ECU game a little bit. I don't have much to say. Sounds like their backup quarterback is going to play. Yep. NC State should dominate this game. Um, that's pretty much. I think that, State yeah. looks for a nice, a nice even uh, run game, pass game offense. You know, not that's too, how it, not that's too how heavily sided one way. Um, Definitely clock management, so they're obviously the better team, and they just got to put them away, put them away early. So that's the key. I mean, if you, if you can get ahead early, yep. I mean, I think being able to put some freshmen in who haven't played this year in the fourth quarter would be really nice. Um, yes, but you got to be up four or five touchdowns. Score touchdowns to in the end zone, obviously. So they in did the that zone? really well. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> obviously, the touchdown comes in the end zone. So in the red zone, uh, four for four Saturday. What I think what one for five against Wake Forest. So that that's obviously the difference in that game. So control the ball. When you're in the red zone, just get it. Go ahead and put it in the end zone. No one wants to kick field goals. We know Christopher Dunn's going to make them. So. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm with you. Just get ahead early. Yep. You get ahead early, the game's over. Yes. They fired Scotty Montgomery today, which, on the surface, it's kind of odd. Yeah. But they didn't let us in any of the meetings, so. Yeah, well, Mike Houston, who's the coach at James Madison, was sounds like he was getting ready to accept an offer from Charlotte. And right. ECU said, hold up a minute. Hold up now. Yeah, <laughs> we Mike, went in on this. Mike's a great coach. Uh, he's He coached a lot of high school ball down in Asheville and around there. So I think it's I think he's going to end up at one of those two places, uh, you know, F's, or, sorry, FBS programs. ECU's obviously got the great history. Uh, I think Charlotte's the better spot, honestly. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I mean, they're they've got, be- they're better facilities, a better sp- a better place to live, and a, a better recruiting hotbed. We'll see. So, and you got the Panthers right there. Yeah. So. I, I do know. think he's going to take one or the other. Just. Oh, you would think. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I'm surprised Caron didn't hire him now. So. No, he's not old enough for that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I. I don't know. State should just get ahead early. It's risky playing an interim coach. It really is. Yes. But, I mean, we can talk about ECU. Like, what are they doing? Like, they haven't had an AD, uh, an AD for, what, like six months now? I mean, what? them and Chapel Hill should just get together and just have a little brouhaha of, like, what are we doing right now? What are we doing with our lives? Yeah, I don't know how an athletic department doesn't run without an athletic director, so yeah. that's interesting. Um, 
And I mean, they yeah. knew they were firing Montgomery. So I, I think it is great. We'll go back to state for state seniors. You know, when they win this one, they'll get to call this senior day. So yeah, um, I definitely. I don't think they're going to overlook ECU. You know, they don't. No one likes losing to ECU and Raleigh. We know about that. And state hasn't won since 2008. And so to win to win this one, December 1st, 2018, and then come back whatever August 31st, 2019, I think that'd be pretty great. Yeah, I agree. What do you think the score is going to be? Uh, I haven't checked the weather. It might rain. I don't think that's really going to affect. I mean, state scored 34 against Carolina in the rain, so I'd say uh, 41. 17, you know, big. Yeah, I, I'm thinking something like 51-17. Yeah, okay. 41-17 is what Vegas would say right now. Yeah. I think they've got State as about 24-point favorite. So you're – How about that? You have a better guess than I do. I didn't know that before I said that. Just there you go. We'll put that for the record. Uh, so I'd say I'd say like 51-17. It always seems like State doesn't score as many points as they should. Right. So um, I'll go 51. Basketball team plays uh, – Vanderbilt. Saturday is it Vanderbilt? Why yeah. do I keep thinking it's Penn State? Penn State's later in the year. Yeah, Penn. Do we play Penn State again in New yeah. Jersey? It's not at yeah. Penn State, so. Yeah, you're right. It's Vandy. Yeah, State's got Vanderbilt uh, five o'clock in Miami. Whatever that hoopty doo is, <laughs> I don't know what it's called. So. Yeah, it says Air Force um, Reserve. So I don't know much about Vanderbilt. Um, well, their point guard's out for the year. They've got it. They had a couple really good recruits come in, and one of them's now out for the year. Um, I think State will win. Yeah, I think Kevin Keats will have him in a in – a, I mean, I don't really want to call it a bounce-back game because it's not like you played poorly against Wisconsin at all. But I think they'll keep up the the tempo that they had in Wisconsin and uh, really looking forward to uh, – I don't want to get too far myself, but the Auburn game over Christmas yeah. break. So That'll be a good one, December 19th. Might have to make the drive back for yeah. that one. We'll see. Yeah, I'll, I'll be there for sure. Um, that should just about do it. I feel like we went through a lot of stuff. Yeah, uh, I feel like we're, I, I feel like we're gonna we're gonna be done, and I'm gonna be like, wow, I forgot to talk about that. We but do that every week. Yeah, we do. Um, I guess we can get into coaching stuff, the coaching rumors uh, next week, probably once the season's over. You have a blank look on your face. I, I think I kind of know where you're going, but I haven't. Yeah. No, I'm just talking about state state assistance going. Right, that's elsewhere. what I thought you were yeah. going. So. Yeah, we can talk about that next week. Um, because when you have good assistance, other other teams are going to want them. Right. Um, and so if you give them a better job, you know, that's what happens sometimes. Um, so I think that will just about do it for us. Uh, I'm about to head over to the women's basketball game. They're playing Michigan tonight. They're number th- State is number 13 in the country. Yep. State so. women's basketball is playing really well. Uh, Cowboys playing the Saints here in, in a couple couple of short minutes. Oh, so yeah, I forgot about big that. Big game, I think. Uh, I think it'll be close. I think the Saints will still pull it out if I had to put some money on it. I'm wearing my Cowboys hat, so I hope they I hope they dethrone them. So. Who, Georgia or Alabama? Who's winning this? Alabama. Weekend? Yeah, I agree. Uh, Ohio State and Oklahoma both win. Yep. Who gets in, Ohio State or Oklahoma? They're gonna put. I think I think they'd put Ohio State in. I don't want them to, but it's it's really tricky, you know. It, I think they'll it depends put Oklahoma on how much in. they win. Yeah. Oklahoma lost to Texas, so. It, I mean, they're gonna. They beat them this weekend, then you can kind of say, oh, you know. We know how much they love Ohio State. Yes, that's what I was trying yeah. to say. So, so the right thing to do is put Oklahoma in because they would revenge their loss against Texas, and Texas isn't a bad loss, whereas Ohio State has a loss to Purdue right? by, like, four touchdowns. If, I'd, I'd say if Ohio State got to play, I don't know, some 
top 20, at least top 20 team in the championship game, then maybe. But it's Northwestern, so. Northwestern's ranked. Well. We didn't talk about State not being ranked. That made me really angry. Did but it now? Yeah, I'm not going to talk about it right now. We'll see if they're ranked next week. Okay. All right, anything else? Uh, I feel like we've talked about everything. Phil somehow beat Tiger, so that was funny to watch. They both played poorly, but it was definitely entertaining. So Wasn't that pay-per-view? Did you pay for that? Well, the Bleacher Report site broke down, and so nobody paid for it, or the people that Wait, did really? couldn't watch it. Yeah, they messed it all up, so I watched it for free. Uh, Phil beat Tiger on the, the fourth playoff hole, which was like a makeshift par three under the lights. So... Uh, yeah, pretty funny. I think they're only nine birdies all day. It's just horrible. So I bet they'll do it again, though, eventually. Not Maybe not specifically them two. Maybe not the same format. Maybe it's a two-on-two action, but we'll see. All right. That'll do it. Thanks for listening. Check, make sure you check back again next week for another edition of The Howler. Thanks for listening to The Howler, a service of TV. Find out more at go.ncsu.edu slash sports.